everyone. Welcome to First Day Pod. We are so excited that you're here. Um, I am Leanne Hello, your host for the night. Unfortunately, Mike Govier, um, our well, my partner in crime and our co-host here, um, he is not going to be able to uh, join us. So you've just got me, but I really hope to have you because you guys know um, your conversation is my favorite part um, of the podcast. So if you are new to first day pod, welcome. Uh, if you are listening to the audio version right now, that means that we've already recorded. We record every Tuesday night at 8 PM. Um, and we record over on YouTube and on Twitch and Facebook and, um, we record live. So we're not like your average podcast. I'm not just going to be speaking at you for 30 to 45 minutes. Instead, we're going to be talking about a theme and then we are going to have the uh, listeners inside of the uh, comment section pop up and be a part of the conversation. And that is always my favorite. So um, hello, Josh, and welcome. Okay. And unless you comment, I will not know that you're here and that is totally okay. You do not have to comment. You can just observe. So, um, I want to remind you guys, as always Monday nights, we have our book club and we are starting a brand new book, uh, next week. It's called, it didn't start with you, how inherited family trauma shapes who we are and how to end the cycle. Um, if you are in, <laughs> if you are on the, um, the live version right now, you could potentially see Yoshi, um, our puppy. So we are babysitting Mike's mom's dog. And, um, because I'm talking to nobody, she thinks, um, she thinks I'm talking to her. So she wants to be in this, um, this podcast today. So hopefully she has something valuable to, um, contribute <laughs> there. Josh says, hi, Yoshi. Okay. So, um, we've gone through the book club and last week we talked about the ultimate form of self-care. I loved the conversation. Uh, we talked about a few different types of self-care, but we kind of came down to, um, the ultimate being kind of keeping your word to yourself, uh, keeping your word to yourself, honoring your word, um, and, you know, being disciplined for the things that you want to do. So, we had discussed potentially talking more about self-care um, today and the different types and things like that. But instead, I decided that I wanted to talk about routines and are they important? And I'm going to tell you why I want to talk about it. As you guys know, the conversation that I have with you guys um, is my favorite part of the of the show. And I am having a hard time with routine. So growing up and even into my 20s and even into my thirties, I was always like, I'm a creative. You can't put me into a box and routines are not for me. And that's not the way I'm wired and blah, 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 blah. So I thought it was true and, uh, it really just did not work for me. And so now in my forties, I'm realizing that routines really do help me with my stress level. They help me with my, my mental health, but also my physical health. Um, and yet I still go back to the rebel in me that when I'm having routine, um, it's kind of like anything that I do, I get into routine and then I think, oh, well, maybe I don't need it actually because I'm doing so good. 
right? I'm doing so good and it can't possibly be because I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. It must just be something else. So let's stop what's working and go back. So that's what's happened to me. I had a really good, I was in a groove. I had a night routine. I had a morning routine and nothing crazy. I started small and it was really working. And then this past weekend, I just, I felt on fire. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't really, I can kind of like stay up later and I can get up later and I can, oh, maybe I don't have to shower in the morning. Maybe I can just like let that go. You know, um, I just showered yesterday. That's fine. I don't have to do it today. Um, I don't have to go outside, outside being outside and grounding was one of my parts of my routine. It's like, oh, maybe I don't have to do that. Well, by Monday morning, I felt like a zombie. I did not feel good at all. And that's when I decided, okay, you know what? I want to talk about routine because I want to see what that means to you guys. If you guys feel like you need it, what the benefits are. Is it just me or is there really a lot of value to using uh, routines? We know that having good habits are are great for everybody, but are the routines important? And so let's start the conversation. So Josh says routines help spark creativity. Yes, I 100% agree with that. I, as a creative person and a young creative person, I didn't believe that. I believe that like you're going to put me into a box and if you if I have this discipline around time um then it's not going to allow me to be creative but actually it's the complete opposite that when I am in a schedule and I have time I'm able to think more clearly and more creatively. Um so I 100% agree with you Josh. That is such a great um a great insight. So Josh also says it threw your whole body and mental health all off, didn't it? It did. It did. And it did not take a long time. It took a couple days. Like that's how fascinating this is. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and more like I'm more sensitive to routine and more sensitive to time and energy and all of that. I don't know if it's because I'm more focused on it. I don't know exactly what it is. So that's why I'm looking forward to having this conversation because I do see that there's um, other viewers here. So I'm really curious, you know, kind of like where you're at in life. So Josh, for you, when you asked me, it threw your whole body and mental health off, didn't it? And you knew. So I'm assuming you're similar. Like, do you have routines that you need to have in order to create that kind of peace in your life? Um, so obviously I need it. I did not want to need it (laughs) because, um, it makes it a little bit more difficult, um, mentally to get out of it. It's just this, like my ego doesn't want to believe that I need discipline and routine. Uh, but boy, my body loves it when I'm doing it. Josh says the phrase muscle memory comes to mind. Amen. Absolutely. And we talked about that. We talked about that last week when we, I think it was last week, potentially the week before. I can't remember. Um, And we were talking about the part of the brain that actually, um, what was it? We're, um, oh, there's a, there's a word for it, but um, the part of the brain that actually like puts into um, like your, it's not routine, but it's the, like the, 
Oh, somebody help me out. So it's the like um, the tasks that we do. So like the example is like when we're driving a car. The first time that we drive a car, it's super hard uh, because we have to remember all of these steps. But then the more that we do it. Okay, now I'm muted. So maybe you couldn't even hear me. Is that true? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to have to remind Mike to maybe edit this. We do not edit this podcast um, ever, but I think he might have to edit some of that out. So I apologize. So if you've missed all of that, oh, yeah, Josh says, hey, where, <laughs> where did you go? Yeah, well, it said that the timing was still going, So and it was showing that there was, like, volume. So I thought you guys could hear me. I just didn't think my camera was working, but apparently none of it was working. So I apologize. So yes, so muscle memory, it is, um, it is huge. Um, and it's what helps us not have to use all of our energy in doing just daily tasks. So the more that we can build our good habits into actual routines that are just step by step by step, um, the better and easier our life will be, the more, you know, creative we'll be able to be. Um, and the less stressed we'll be able to be, which is really fascinating. Um, for those of you that are watching in the, the live version, you can see you are just sitting on the couch with me. Um, it's funny. So I have a football here because I love throwing the football around. And that has actually become a weekly routine for Mike and I. Um, and it's not even, I don't think it's like a mental, like, okay, Sundays we throw the ball around. But for the last month or longer, every Sunday we go to the park that's just right in front of our house and um, we throw the ball around. And so we keep it out because then it reminds us to be able to do it. Um, we also throw it around in the house <laughs> um, gently, of course. But that is, that's a weekly routine that we have gotten ourselves into um, that's been really enjoyable. Um, and so I want to talk too about like the routines that you guys have that you find that you need, um, and that have been serving you. So for me, I've already kind of talked about morning routines are big for me. Um, night routines have now turned into being important for me. Um, I have never had a hard time sleeping. I've been very lucky in that. I've never really had a hard time going to sleep or staying asleep. My problem is getting to bed. My problem is allowing myself because what I do is, okay, I'm just going to do that one more thing. I'm just going to do one more thing. And that one more thing turns into 10 minutes, turns into 20 minutes, turns into an hour. And before I know it, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to get up in five hours or six hours or whatever it is. And I don't get my sleep. So the routine for me is shutting down earlier so then I can actually like get to bed. Um, cause once I'm in bed, I'm fine. Um, so night routine is big for me. Also weekly routines are, I'm finding very peaceful for me. So we can talk about that in a minute. I just want to see here. Josh says the more that we have things organized, makes a person able to think more clear. And then that area of life becomes on autopilot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I was reading, I was reading like about how routines help with mental health. And they were saying that it, even as far as like people with bipolar, um, like bipolar people, I guess, because is it, I don't know. Anyway, um, 
they they tend to um, be more sensitive to time and fluctuation and things like that. And so having more routine in their life actually diminishes the spikes and the like the the hills and valleys that they go through. Um, they're able to stay more consistent um, if they have routine. Um, and then just with regular mental health, hi, buddy, um, just with regular mental health, like just everybody's, it helps because just like Josh was saying, um, just like Josh was saying, the more that we have in like in place, the more control we feel like we have um, and the more clear we're able to think because the energy is now not going to, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? It kind of flows. Um, bad habits for me, I've realized are more based in routine than I thought. Um, so there, when like certain days I'm worse and it's harder for me with my eating, um, Saturdays have turned into a routine of, you know, spending more time in the kitchen. And I think it's because Mike's here, um, on the weekends and we spend time working in the kitchen which is not a great idea. Right now I'm in the living room and I like to work in the living room when I'm at home at night. Um, when I'm working in the kitchen, I'm looking at the, the cupboards and the fridge and it keeps triggering me to eat. So I'm eating more on Saturdays and it's, it's more of routine and kind of like the triggers and cues that are, are creating these habits and these, this loop for me. So, um, switching the routines are really, really important for me. Um, Josh also says routine and structure lessens your stress. Stress is usually what brings on episodes of mental instability. Yes. Amen. 100%. So stress and you guys know, um, I've talked about it before. Crohn's and colitis is my charity of choice when I can donate, walk, um, promote, Crohn's and colitis is very near and dear to me. Um, and it hits home with now quite a few people in my family. Um, and one of the things that we know to be true is that it also affects um, your gut health. So not only your mental health, which also we're realizing that our mental health is directly related to our gut health. Um, and so stress can be not a cause of Crohn's and colitis, but it can exacerbate it. And so having routine, I know quite a few people, thanks honey. Um, I know quite a few people that need to have routine in their life in order to keep their gut health in check. Um, so that's a really good, really good point, Josh. Um, some of the other things that I wanted to talk about. So I, I'm really curious, like what your routines are, what ones are like non-negotiable things that you need to have in your life. Um, for me, hygiene is a big one through 2020. I ended up, I used to have a routine every single morning. I would wake up in the morning and I would shower and I would have a cold shower and uh, like I would dry brush. I had all of this whole routine that I didn't even realize was a routine. It was just, it happened, right? But it was more than a habit because it was it was a succession of habits. And I felt so good. Um, and then 2020 happened and I 
was like, oh, I don't have to shower every day. My hair started getting longer. That became an excuse for me because it was more maintenance. So then I stopped showering every day. And because it wasn't an everyday routine, it quickly got me out of the entire routine. So then when I did shower, it wasn't the whole dry brush, oil pull, like do all the things because now it was like, oh, I, you know, I didn't shower yesterday. I'm showering today. I'm not showering first thing in the morning. Maybe I'm showering before I go to bed. Like, because the routine was completely off, all the pieces that were part of that routine, um, they didn't trigger each other for some reason. Um, and I think what it was, was that the reason why it didn't trigger was because it was as soon as I woke up in the morning, I would go in and I would brush my teeth. Well, if I was if I was showering, like, let's say in the afternoon or early evening, I might not be brushing my teeth. And so the brushing of the teeth would then trigger the rest of the routine. Um, and because I was just jumping in the shower real quick, then I was like, you know, in the shower. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't dry brush. Like, I'm not going to get out and dry myself off and start all over. So now I can't do that now. And it very quickly became you know, days turned into weeks, turned into months, not of not showering, but not of doing the whole routine. So having routine and the systematic way of doing our habits is really, really important for me. (laughs) So um, let us see what is happening here. So Josh says mental and physical health work in tandem with each other. Yes, 100%. The studies out there, Josh, are phenomenal. Like I cannot get over how much our physical and our mental health um, do work together. Um, It's like an orchestra. And I actually just, I heard a really good tip and you guys have probably heard it before, but I'm just going to share it with you again. Um, If you were in your head and you're in your head in not a good way, um, you cannot you cannot change your thinking by more thinking most of the time. So when you're finding that you're in, you know, like a lazy kind of monotony, like you're not showing up the way you want to do, telling yourself to do the things is not always going to work, but getting into your physical body can. So even though you're really tired, getting in and saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to go and do 10 push-ups, or I'm going to go and just do some jumping jacks, or I'm going to go stand outside um, and just ground for a few minutes, or I'm going to jump in the shower, whatever you're going to do, get physical and you can drastically change your mental state. Um, but it's very hard for us to change our thinking by more thinking. Uh, Sue, hello. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Stress is knowing what to do, but not doing it. Yes. Very simple. Absolutely. That's actually a great, that's a great definition. And that suits like everything, not only the things that we're doing just in routine, but in knowing that we have to do things for work or knowing that we have to do things, you know, to show up for somebody else. Yeah, that's, I love that definition. Thanks, Sue. Um, Josh also says, well, people who join in this podcast weekly is a routine. Yes. Yes, Josh. And that's why it was so important for us to have a specific day. That's another great example, Josh. We did not have a, so we had a routine for like a year and a half. We were doing it the same day, same time, every, you know, every single week. And then we weren't together 
And so we were trying to find a better day. So we were like, oh, maybe Saturday morning is a good day. Oh, maybe Sunday night is a good day. And we were not getting in the routine of it. So we were actually losing people watching us consistently because they didn't know when we would show up. And even if we would announce it, they'd be like, oh, well, I can't do it this Sunday because I thought you were on, you know, Saturdays, whatever. Now that it's Tuesday, it is becoming a lot easier because people are like, oh, okay, yeah, Tuesday at eight, I'm going to just mark it off and I'm going to make sure that I'm by my phone so then I can watch live and participate in the show. So yeah, that's a really great example, Josh. Um, Josh also says, it's the reason why people have phantom physical pain. Yes, yes. That is more, I didn't realize how much that happens that we think that we're having like a real physical pain, but it's actually not. It's more of a mental kind of thing. Um, Relieving stress is what those exercises and activities are doing. Yes. So you're talking about all of those things that we were talking about, just going outside, you know, doing a little bit of exercise and nothing has to be drastic. Like that's what I'm really loving in my forties. And if you're listening to this and you're in your twenties, Congratulations. I hope you adopt some of this. Um, Being kinder to ourselves, being simpler, not going all in. Um, So, with routine, when we're trying to change routines or create routines, some of the best things that have helped me, um, what I used to do that did not work, might work for you. Let me know. Um, But what did not work is getting my planner out and saying, okay, here is going to be my morning routine and my night routine. And it is going to be six o'clock. I'm going to do this 615, 630, 645, seven o'clock, 715, 730, 745. And then I'm going to get ready. And then I'm going to go to work. Yes. Okay. That's going to be a great morning. And then when I get home, I'm going to make sure that I am like screens off by nine o'clock, 915, 930, 945, and insert all of these little pieces that I wanted to create the habit. So then they would have two, like a morning routine and a night routine. And they had like maybe five or to 10 things on each end. You know how hard that is? You know how hard it is to create one habit, let alone creating 10 to 20 in one day? Yes, we're creating like a morning routine habit, but creating that much when you're used to being a night owl and not like what I used to do, and this is up until very recently, like I said, I would have a very hard time getting to bed because I would work um, on different things. I would work on my passion projects. I would work on um, work. I would work on me. I would do all of these different things. And before I know it, it's two o'clock in the morning. And then I would just get up in enough time to shower and get out the door. Like nothing else. I can't do a morning routine when I'm like that. So incorporating just a morning routine of just getting up in the morning was hard enough but trying to put 10 things in was really difficult. It was exciting the first two to three days. Very exciting because it's like, oh, this is super cool. Like, look how great I am. I did all of these things first thing in the morning and most people aren't awake yet. And look what I did. Uh, that wears off real quick uh, <laughs> because you're you're not doing it to show off. You're doing it to change your life for the better. And that will be different for everybody. So what has worked for me is just sticking to the time first, deciding that, okay, you know what? My sleep routine is going to be 10.30 to 6.30. 
And so I did not care what my night looked like until 1030. And a lot of the time there was no routine. There was simply 1029, shut the computer, run upstairs and get in bed. And that was it. But I was in bed by 1030 and I was so proud of myself. And it was like, that was a win. Check. Great. And just do that for a couple, maybe a week, two weeks. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then you can break it down and say, okay, you know what? Instead of rushing to bed at 1030, maybe what I'm going to do for my next one is I'm going to just close out at 1015 and I'm going to give myself time to brush my teeth and go through that and wash my face and do all that. Yes, gross guys. Sometimes I would go to bed without brushing my teeth. Um, But it had to be messy in the beginning to be able to make these changes. And then it was, okay, do that for a week or so. And then it's like, oh, I can do that. And then break it down for another 15 minutes prior of like maybe reading or whatever that looks like for you. But saying when you're used to going to bed at two o'clock in the morning and saying, I'm going to go to bed at 1030 and I'm going to start my night routine at nine o'clock, it's not going to happen. I mean, it, it might, but it, I can almost guarantee you it will not be sustainable. So, okay. So let's look at this. So Josh says, and Josh, you've got so much. I'm so happy that you're here. So Josh says, food for thought. Most sports are more mental than physical. Amen. Absolutely. If you cannot mentally get into that routine, physically, your body will drag behind. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes, but if you can't mentally get into it, let's see what else you're going to say. Cause I might just come back to this one, but you might also be addressing this again. When people are removing from most things in, um, from most things, injury exam, et cetera, the mental recovery is much more difficult than the physical recovery. Yes, I agree. 100%. This is also the reason why PTSD is hard to deal with. Amen. Um, yeah, our brain, that's the part that we have to change. And so that's why they also, they also say like when we're trying to make change, spending the time in the front end, figuring out why you want to make the change, like literally why do you want to make the change and make sure that it's compelling enough, like real enough for you to be able to make that change. Um, that's the missing piece in a lot of this. And that's why a lot of what I believe a lot of these, morning routines that people are touting on the internet just don't work because they don't work for you. You just want a morning routine because it's like something cool and people are just saying it. Um, that's not going to work at six o'clock in the morning or five o'clock, the 5am club. I did that one was out running by five o'clock in the morning. That didn't last long because a, I'm not a runner. I don't enjoy it. There was no why in it other than I had friends that were runners and they were the only ones that would wake up at five o'clock in the morning with me. Um, so my why was not strong and so it didn't last. So having that like mental part of it and spending a lot more time figuring out why you're doing the things that you're doing and why you want to change the things you want to change. Huge. Um, So Josh also says the two things work in tandem, but they are not created equal. The mental recovery and the physical recovery, is that what we're talking about there, Josh? Um, Yes, they do. There's so much that's like intertwined, um, but it makes it very, it makes it difficult if you're only trying to focus on one. If you're trying to focus on the physical, but you're not addressing the mental, good luck and vice versa. Good luck. 
So um, now when you said that if you cannot um, mentally get into that routine, then the physical body will drag behind. I do agree with that long-term, like to make it sustainable. Yes. 100%. We need to get that mental. Why am I doing the thing? What am I benefiting from waking up at five o'clock in the morning? And am I benefiting by waking up at five o'clock in the morning? Um, you need to figure all that out in the beginning though. Yeah. You like, even if you can't get your mind behind it right away, getting your physical body, even if it's dragging. So I have found like, just make sure that you're doing the things that you know that you want to do. So like, for instance, when I want to work out in the morning, um, more often than not, I actually don't want to wake up and go work out. I don't want to go for the walk. I don't want to do the kettlebell. I don't want to do any of the things that I want that the night before I said I wanted to do. Um, but I just drag into it and almost immediately it changes almost immediately. It's like, Oh good. I'm glad I'm doing this, you know? And sometimes it can take five, 10 minutes. Um, but it's okay to drag yourself into the things that you know you want to do as long as they're you're doing them for the right reasons and you're doing them for you and not doing them for somebody else. Um, so Josh also says, your mind is the leader in creating routines or doing tasks. What your mind decides you can do and your body will follow. Yes, we've talked about that a lot too with like the, the marathon training. Um, I didn't think my body was going to be able to do what I was putting it out there to do. Um, but because my mind was already, I'm done the marathon, like in my head by like week one, week two of training, I already was like, I'm already crossing the finish line. And now this is just a, a, you know, weeks, months of training to get there, but I'm there. And so the mental part is absolutely huge. You're absolutely right, Josh. So he says mental health and physical health work in tandem, but it's not a 50-50% uh, partnership. That's what you're talking about. Yes, it's not. And Josh, would you agree that, so it's not a 50-50 partnership, but it will fluctuate that sometimes you're going to need, you know, more energy exerted for your mental health to get it up to speed. And then some days you're going to need more energy to get your physical up to, up to snuff. Um, because I do believe that that's kind of the balance that we have to be making the kind of the bicycle that we have to do that we have to, you know, be rolling with our mental health. And then we'll very easily find that like our physical is starting to like drop off. Um, and then we have to focus a little bit more on our physical. I'd be curious what you think about that. Um, Sue says I did much better when I worked two jobs, went to school and dated the drummer. <laughs> I love the drummer. Uh, talk about having to have a routine. I suffered from May to September with no school or my second job. Amen. Sue, I can't agree with you more there. So I am exactly the same way. So, and it is not like a, oh, you know, I have busy work. And so, you know, you're just kind of like running away from all of your, your, other stuff. So that's why you, you feel like your mental health is better. My mental health was way better when I am busy and it's not because I don't have time to think it's because I have more structure and in order to accomplish all the things that I'm accomplishing, 
I have to have structure. And I think I told you guys this on the podcast once, but I actually had a girlfriend of mine tell like a group we were at a networking group and she was presenting and she actually told everybody that she thought it was so, and I don't remember if she said it was funny or cool or sad. I don't know, but she, (laughs) she was like, I knew that Leanne was going to be a friend when, um, I was like, we need to get together. And instead of her saying, Oh, just pick a time or whatever. She was, this is what I said to her. And I didn't even remember that I said it, but I was like, okay, absolutely. I would love to go for a walk with you. I have Wednesday night from eight to nine o'clock. Can you make that work? And that was because that was the only time that I really could make it work. It happened again today. I have a girlfriend that she's a uh, new mom. Well, she's not a new mom, but she just had a new baby. Um, And she wants to have some grown up woman time so then we can get together. And she hasn't told me that in the last month. Um, She's just been like, oh, we need to get together. And so I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to. And I want to. I really, really want to get together with her, but it wasn't urgent for me. And because I didn't think it was urgent for her. So I was like, yeah, we'll definitely get together. And we're trying to get our schedule together, but you know, days are turning into weeks. Um, and so I talked to her tonight and she was like, Hey, I said, do you want to zoom on Thursday and we can get together? And I said, unless you want to get together in person. And she said, she goes, I can't get together this week, but maybe next week but can we zoom anyway this week? Because I really need to have some time with you. That changed everything for me. So now I was really able to say, okay, I could do it tonight after the podcast from nine to nine 30, or I can do it Wednesday from, um, I think it was like seven o'clock to eight o'clock. Here are my windows that I can be flexible. Tell me what works for you. And so having those routines and those schedules in place makes it very easy to be able to schedule other things as long as you're not like every 15 minutes you're scheduled. So for me, I need to have routines, but also have that blank space to be able to like maneuver. Um, So yeah, Sue, I'm totally with you. The busier I am, the more peace I have because the more structure I have and the more pockets I have to fill in play and downtime and friends and family and all of those things. Josh says, possibly, but your mental health or mentality is just about always the leader. You could get to maybe 60% mental and 40% physical. However, it is usually 80-20 or 70-30. Okay. Hey, you know what? I will definitely, I will agree with that. Um, When I was saying that, like sometimes your, your physical health might take precedent is on those days like that I'm for me on those days that my mental health is not strong and that I am feeling a little bit lazier or um, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling like woe is me um, then pushing the physical end of it more so helps me bring that that mental health part up. So I, those days I'm actually like 80, 20, the other way, 70, 30, maybe the other way where I'm being more physical, trying to get out there, you know, trying to smile more because I do want to change my physiology. It's not to be positively, you know, the, the negative, what is it called? The toxic positivity. It's not what I'm trying to do, but I just, I don't like being sad unless there's an, an actual reason for it. Obviously, you know, you lose somebody, 
or you lose something, then yeah, you're going to be sad. But just my sadness, um, I don't like feeling that. And so for me, physical, um, I need to spend a little bit more time on that to get that out. Um, so that's kind of where I was, but I do, I do agree that the mental part is the biggest part. If we don't have that, then, you know, um, we don't, gosh, we just don't have health. If we don't have mental health, that's, I 100% believe that. Josh also says, Sue and Lee, the reason is more likely that the synapses in your brain are more rapidly firing and making connections, allowing your mind and body to thrive with more stress or more activity. Yeah. You know what? You're probably right, Josh. Physicality can push your mental, but our brains are always in the lead. Even if we think the physical is leading the charge, you're probably right. You're probably right, Josh. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big proponent in, you know, getting our mind right. Um, because our mindset, I do believe is everything. Um, I'm, I really need to get back into doing masterminds. Um, I've got, I've got one that I do. Um, actually I do two. So I have two that I do, um, every week, but I need to start doing another one that's more related to what we're talking about here. Um, I'm actually considering their, um, stay tuned because I think I might be um, incorporating something that like we can all participate in. Um, but I just need to see how that's going to all work out. Um, because I think mastering our mind is you're right, Josh, it's everything. Um, it does take charge. And unfortunately, a lot of the time it takes charge in the ways that we don't want to. Um, so really, really focusing on it is super, super important. Um, we are coming down to kind of the end of this podcast episode. It always goes by so fast. I appreciate you guys so much for being a part of this. Um, I did want to tell you, okay, so a couple of the things that for routine that we need to, I really do believe that we need to start doing, and we've been touching on it in this episode, but I kind of want to end up on this. Um, unless, you know, you guys have something that you want to finish. I'll take one or two more comments. Um, But one of the big things is that we need to be flexible and we need to figure out why we want to do the things that we want to do. So the question was, do we need routine? Is it important? I believe 100% it is important, but more so it is important to figure out why you want to create the routines that you want to create. If it's for somebody else, it's not going to work. Um, If it's for a vanity metric, um, you know, so you can post it online that you're part of the 5 a.m. club or you can, you know, tell your friends all the amazing things that you're doing, but you're not getting any benefit out of it. Personally, you're the only person that can answer that question. And so I want us to really be thinking about what do we need? And, you know, it doesn't matter what other people are saying. And I, oh, good. Okay. So let's see. Okay. We've got two things here. So we've got Josh says, remember our minds are the control center for all of our physical well-being. If you are very low mental, your physicality will suffer way more. Agreed. And Sue says, sitting here doing nothing, my brain is still firing. Being more active, our brains are more focused. Amen, 100%. And Josh says, routines are our brain's way of delegating different activities. Yes, yes. And delegating is really something that I never wanted to really do um, because it kind of, it, it always reminded me of kind of the, 
I'm creative and so I can do all of the things the best and, but delegating things off. And so delegating it like our brain separating it and saying, okay, you're going to take care of this and you're going to take care of that. It lets our creative brain kind of really flourish. Um, so yeah, I completely agree, Josh. So I want us to really work this week on thinking about what routines we want to have, um, and thinking about why we want to have them. And then, so we can start creating more peace in our life because this summer could be really crazy. Um, you know, if you've got kids, they're probably home. Um, if you don't have kids, you're still going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot more, uh, chaos around because everybody's schedules are different. So they don't have natural routines that they've had all year are all year long. Um, so I think it's really important during the summer, especially to figure out what routine works for you, what works for your kids, what works for you, what works for your spouse, um, and really incorporating that and, and making it a, a true effort to be able to figure out what that looks like. We've got the dog that we're babysitting for the next two weeks. Um, she was way off of her schedule, which also got me off of my schedule. That was part of this weekend. Um, and I just realized we both have to get on a schedule, the puppy and me, um, in order to thrive for the next two weeks, because otherwise it's going to be really, really difficult. So I encourage you to do the same thing. And I want you just to remember that every day and every decision is a new renewed chance for this to be the first day of the rest of our lives. Um, I will end. Okay. So I'm going to grab two more. So Josh says my summer is already crazy. I believe it. Welcome to Michigan. And Sue says, when my generation, when my generation were kids, even our underwear had routines. They said <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, et cetera. We need to bring back routine underwear. Okay. Let's end there, Sue. I adore you so much, but that's even the truth too. How simple was that? You always knew what to wear. <laughs> you also knew how often you weren't changing that. <laughs> So please, everybody, please remember that every day can be the first day of the rest of your lives. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Josh and Sue, for and all of the viewers for watching and being a part of the podcast. It always is my favorite. And I hope to see you guys next week, Tuesday at 8, either Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook at First Day Pod. And if you have any questions or you want to reach us personally, please do so. Our email is firstdaypod at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye.